the name of our incarnate Lord, Jesus Christ. This evening we gather for our Christmas Eve service, a cherished service, a time to rejoice in what is the heart of Christmas, a Savior is born. This service stands in stark contrast to what the world has been up to this last month, where even the word Christmas is avoided, and the music and the television specials focus on fun and frivolity, and there's much more mentioning of Santa than there is of Jesus. Yet you hear among Christians something like this. Remember that Jesus is the reason for the season, or keep Christ in Christmas. These sayings are cute, and they are true. Jesus indeed is the reason for the season, and it cannot be Christmas if you do not keep Christ in it. However, I have a different thought for you, one that might be shocking at first, as I'll have to explain it to you. Yes, we do need to keep Christ in Christmas, but we also need to keep Satan in Christmas also. Yes, I said that. We also need to keep Satan in Christmas too. Now, before you bolt towards the exits, let me explain. Without an understanding of Satan and the evil that proceeds from him, and the utter darkness that pervades the fallen world because of Satan and his leading mankind into sin, Without remembering Satan and his evil, you will not understand Christmas. You will not understand and know the great joy of the birth of the Savior, Jesus Christ. Remember the words of the English Christmas Carol, God rest ye merry gentlemen. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. For Jesus Christ our Savior was born upon this day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. This Jesus in Bethlehem was born to save us all from Satan's power. Knowing that Jesus is born to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray puts Christmas in an entirely different light than just having a nice little manger seen with sweet Mary and her baby with Cupid-like angels singing sweet songs to nice shepherds. Indeed, Jesus being born to save us from Satan's power gets to the very heart of the scriptures. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. At the end of the sixth day, God saw all that he made, and it was very good. The pinnacle of the creation was Adam and Eve, created in God's image for perfect fellowship with the Lord. But Satan enters the story in Genesis 3, and Satan tempts Eve to sin, Adam and Eve sinned, and now all are born into sin, and there is now death. Being born into sin means that we are born enemies of God, alienated from our loving Creator. Listen to what Paul says in Ephesians 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Apart from Christ, you are dead in sin and a follower of the prince of the power of air, who is Satan. Satan is the one who tempted Adam and Eve. He's the one who opposes God and brought about the fall of mankind. Satan is like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Satan is one who is totally evil. 
and desires only evil for you and for all the world. Satan opposes God in every possible way. Though he cannot win, he still strives to separate you and all your loved ones from the true life, which is only in the Lord. In view of Satan and his evil power, look at the great miracle Christmas. The angels say to the shepherds, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. The angel announces that the promised Christ, who is God in the flesh, is born, that he is the savior. Christmas's birth is about the birth of a savior, Jesus Christ. This Christmas story, this birth of the Christ, is part of a larger story. And Luke then goes on in chapter 3 to trace Jesus' genealogy all the way back to Adam. And then, you see, right after Jesus is traced back to Adam, Jesus being tempted in the wilderness by Satan, Jesus is the second Adam who succeeds where the first Adam fails. The first Adam fails in the garden, and now because of sin, this world is a desert. And the second Adam, Jesus Christ, has the triumph. Then, if you continue in the Gospel of Luke, you see Jesus casting out demons. You remember also that Mary Magdalene and the other women that served Jesus and his disciples their meals, they had been demon-possessed, and Jesus had freed them and their services of thanksgiving. Jesus sends out the 72. When the 72 return, Jesus tells them they felt he saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. The whole ministry of Jesus Christ is about crushing the head of Satan and saving mankind from sin, death, and the devil. Then Luke writes a second book, and you hear both from the mouth of Peter and the mouth of Paul that Jesus is the one who conquers Satan. In fact, Jesus himself, on the road to Damascus, tells Saul, who will become the apostle Paul, that he will preach to the Gentiles to open their eyes so that they may turn from the darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. So when the angels speak this word, unto you is born to stay in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. Jesus is the savior and he saves from sin, death, and the devil. The angels know who this Jesus is. Angels are warriors. And they sing glory to God in the highest as an army of angels. The angels know who the enemy is. They know who the Savior is. The whole point of Christmas is to know who the enemy is and know who the Savior is. The Savior is wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. He's not just a sidelight to family, presents, eating, and a nicely decorated house. No, this baby born in Bethlehem is true God and true man, born of the Virgin Mary for us men and for our salvation. He is the one promised to Adam and Eve, who crushes the head of the serpent with his death and resurrection. This baby, born in a manger, crushes Satan's power. He is the one who does that by suffering on the cross for your place and mine. He is now triumphant and promises that one day 
At the last day, Satan will be cast into the lake of fire forever. There is victory over sin, death, and the devil because of this Christ, this Christ born in Bethlehem as your Savior. As Christians, you do not forget the great enemy, Satan. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 5, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him firm in your faith. Paul tells us that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces in the heavenly places. But you, my brothers and sisters, have no need of fear, for the angels have told you the truth. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. You have much more than a cute little baby to remember this evening. You have a Savior, and this Savior is indeed in our midst this evening still giving us his saving word and his blessed sacrament. So I can say with confidence to you, my brothers and sisters, God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. O tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. O tidings of comfort and joy. Amen.